0: G'day backpackers and welcome to the Australian Backpacking Podcast where we bring you interviews with seasoned backpackers as well as hostel and tour workers and representatives from within the backpacking industry. Together we discuss travel tips, backpacking must-dos and bring you great promotions to save you time and money. So grab your favourite drink, sit back and enjoy. Let's go! Hey guys and welcome to another episode of the Australian Backpacking Podcast. Today I'm excited to be joined by our guest Aaron Tully. Aaron is the Manager of Life Sciences at Dolphin Marine Magic in Coffs Harbour. Dolphin Marine Magic is a place where you can come and see dolphins, seals and lots of other wildlife. Aaron's been working with Dolphin Marine Magic now for over 15 years and he's in charge of the animals. But I'm going to pass it over to Aaron so he can tell us a bit more about uh, the Dolphin Marine Magic Park and what it is he does.
1: Matt, so, uh, yeah, I've worked here about 15 15 years and Dolphin Marine Magic is a marine park up in Coffs Harbour. We've got dolphins, we've got seals, we've got penguins all living here um, as well as marine turtles and fish. All the animals... Here at the park, we're either born here or been rescued from the wild. And that's one thing we do do a lot of is um, rescue and rehabilitation of wild animals and then release them back out to the ocean. As well as that, we do educational shows each day. Uh, We do educational lessons for school kids. um, And we work on a number of different community conservation projects as well.
0: I recently heard about a partnership that you've created with the Melbourne Zoo working together called Seal the Loop. Can you tell us a bit more about that project and what the objectives are that you hope to achieve?
1: So, in a nutshell, Seal the Loop is basically a program where uh, Melbourne Zoo was recycling the plastic collected at the zoo and turning it into fishing bins to collect waste fishing line. So, um, there's over 1,400 seals in Australia drown every year due to fishing line entanglement, um, as well as lots of other animals, of course. Um, and Zoos Victoria now has 170 of these bins across Australia. Now, the program wasn't running in New South Wales, so we partnered with Melbourne Zoo uh, we established a pilot program last year to get five bins out in Coffs Harbour. It's been yep. very successful it collected over two kilometres of fishing line. And uh, we've now got another 20 bins going out in the Coffs Harbour area, five bins uh, going out in the Bellingen Shire, and also a couple of bins down there in Embarco in the next coming months as well.
0: Okay, that's great. And I know you also run an education program with several schools in the area. Can you tell me a bit more about what Dolphin Marine Magic hope to achieve by doing do this and what they're doing with the education programs.
1: Yep, so we've got a special education program called our uh, Marine Adventure Program. And basically, it's uh, education lessons that are based on the New South Wales syllabus. So we do it for high school kids and primary school kids. Basically, the guys come here. um, They interact with the animals. um, They meet uh, key learning outcomes from the science curriculum. And um, they also have very, very important key conservation messages to take away. And the fact that they interact with those animals really reinforces those messages, drives them home and encourages them to take action. So we've run that program for a couple of years now. And uh, last year we had over two, uh, nearly two and a half thousand students came and took part in that program. So it's very, very exciting.
0: Okay, great. And so that's both primary and high school students?
1: Yep, primary and high school students and also TAFE as well.
0: Okay, great. And so how long does that program last for each Level of the students is it a weekly program?
1: So they come here for the day. So um, in a normal day, for example, they would come here, uh, watch the show, and then they would take part in um, a lesson, and then they'd have some interaction with the animals to reinforce um, the outcomes from that lesson. Then they'd go for a tour around the park, and we'd stop off at each exhibit and talk in greater depth about the the, uh, the threats facing the animals in that particular area and actions they can take. And then they head back to our classroom again for a final conservation lesson. So all up, the whole program goes for about two and a half hours.
0: Okay, that's a great initiative. Getting away from the, the park and actually talking about some traveling here, could you share with me what's been one of your best traveling experiences in Australia and what makes it something that you'll never forget?
1: So for me, one of the one of the greatest places I've ever sort of visited in Australia and it's a pretty well-kept secret, is a place called Kangaroo Island down off the, um, the coast of South Australia, just below Adelaide.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful place. It's probably not one of the, as you say, it's not one of the main places that backpackers visit, but what is it about Kangaroo Island that would make uh, backpackers actually want to go visit there?
1: It's the most incredible place for wildlife. In Australia, we've got uh,
0: three species of seals.
1: And Kangaroo Island is uh, one of the few places in Australia where all three seal species can be found together. Oh, wow. Um, They've got an amazing place run by the national parks down there called Seal Bay, um, where you can take guided tours down on the beach with the Australian sea lions. And honestly, it was one of the most amazing things I've ever done in my entire life. There's just so much wildlife on the island. Kangaroos, koalas, echidnas, platypus... Plus all the seals, um, there's lots of dolphins around there as well. It's, it's such a beautiful place, too, visually. Yep. Um, particularly when you go out to the, the western end, it's not very uh, well developed. It's all one giant big national park. There's uh, there's caves out there as well that you can take tours through and see the glow worms. Nice. Um, and there's a little place there right in the middle of the island called Little Sahara where it just turns into massive sand dunes. And yep. You can actually hire sand buggies and go riding around out there, too. So, oh, wow.
0: What, what is the best way, or how do you actually get to Kangaroo Island, and what, what's near you? Where would they be actually leaving from?
1: So the closest uh, major city is Adelaide, so we flew into Adelaide and we hired a car, we drove down the, the peninsula to the very, very southern tip, and then caught the ferry across to Kangaroo Island.
0: Yep. It is possible to
1: fly into Kangaroo Island, but I would really recommend getting a car or a camper van and to, to really experience it. It's a very, very long island not much in the way of public transport so it's it's something you really need to experience in a car driving yourself around there's lots of little tiny villages too that um are sort of just out of the way that if you've got a car you can get into them and they're very very picturesque
0: yeah nice i did actually do some research before i uh interviewed you aaron and i do know that for about a hundred dollars each way you can get from adelaide over across to the island on the ferry and by coach so that that's another option rather than hiring a car if doesn't fit into your budget in the show notes i'll definitely place some links of how you can do that and if you're interested in kangaroo island there'll definitely be a way to check it out when did you actually go visit kangaroo island what time of the year aaron is there any particular time of the year that you would suggest to go visit
1: so i mean one of the main reasons i went there was obviously because of the wildlife we went there in uh, april so it was just coming into the winter it was starting to get a bit cold so the one the one thing though that I would really recommend about Kangaroo Island, but it makes it a bit difficult to work at the time, is you you want to go there just after the Australian sea lions have had their pups.
0: Okay. Um, The reason that
1: it's a bit difficult is Australian sea lions are a very unique seal species. They actually pup every 18 months. (laughs) So the time when their pups are there actually changes from year to year. So sometimes the pups will be in the winter and sometimes the pups will be there in the summer. So you probably need to check with um, with the national parks down there to find out when the pups Season is going to be that year.
0: Alright, yet again, that's something we can definitely add into the show notes. I think either way it'd be a great time to visit. And with the dolphins, are they just in the wild as well?
1: Yep. Yeah, so uh, there are a couple of places I think um, where you can actually go and, um, and swim with wild dolphins. Mm-hmm. So hang off the back of boats and be dragged along. Yep. Um, and there's also a uh, group down there that's just about to start that up with the seals as well, swimming with the seals. Okay. Water is very cold down there though. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I can imagine. Now, you did touch on the fact that you did a tour while you were there. Are the tours down there very expensive, or what was your experience of going on tour with someone down there?
1: Um, a lot of the tours we did within the, within the national parks themselves um, are very affordable. Uh, in the national parks, they've got camping areas as well, which were very, very um, very, very cheap and affordable. I will say that the accommodation and the food was, was reasonably expensive on Kangaroo Islands. Yep. Um, staying in a hotel or something like that. But we met some um, we made some friends, some Irish friends out there and they were camping in, in all the, uh, the camping grounds and they had great camping facilities down there on the island.
0: Yeah, and I in doing my research, I did find out that there are quite a few backpackers uh, hostels down there now. So I'll definitely link out to them in the show notes. So make sure you check that out. So did you meet many backpackers down there, Aaron? Or did you find it was a lot of locals that you got to interact with?
1: Interestingly enough, we found that there was a lot of international visitors down there. Um, a lot of a lot of people from Europe, no specific country. We met we met um, our Irish friends. We met some Germans. Um, quite a few British people. It was it was a, a big diversity. Um, but yeah, there was a lot of international visitors down there on the island.
0: Yeah, thanks for that. I I definitely. Um... With that information, I definitely recommend, guys, that you do go down and check out Kangaroo Island if it's something you can get to. Switching a bit over to, back to Dolphin Marine Magic, the company you work for, Aaron, can you tell us a bit more about the park and what it is that, what's the mission statement behind Dolphin Marine Magic? What are they actually setting out to achieve?
1: So our mission, what we want to achieve, is we want to encourage people to to change their behaviour, um, to take action, change their behaviour. That's going to so that there is a positive outcome for conservation. And the way that we try and do that at our park, that's very, very unique, is we try and create empathy with the animals. So we're called the world's most interactive marine park, and every visitor to the park gets a chance to have an intimate experience to touch a seal, to meet dolphins, pat dolphins, um, feed the seal, feed the penguins, feed the fish in the in the marine tank. Um, And through that interaction, we hope that people are are going to start to care for the animals and they're going to be inspired to leave the park and make simple changes in their behaviour. They're going to have a direct positive outcome to animals out in the wild.
0: I do believe that rescue is a large part of what you do. Can you tell us a bit more about that and maybe how much money each year goes into that?
1: So um, Dolphin Marine Magic is the only... uh, only park in New South Wales that's actually licensed to um, go out and rescue and rehabilitate dolphins, bring them back at the park, look after them, and then once they're better we release them back into the ocean. Um, as well as that we also have a license to rehabilitate seals and marine turtles and other marine life-like seabirds. Yeah. So in the last couple of years we've rescued about a dozen dolphins and whales, and we're able to save two of them, get them back out into the wild. Um, we also rescue normally between about six to ten seals each year, and up to fifty or sixty marine turtles as well. So we have one of the highest success rates for releasing animals back into the wild for uh, fur seals and marine turtles. And each year we spend about one hundred thousand dollars just on um, wow. on in costs yep. of rehabilitation work, and that doesn't include all the time that the staff volunteer in their own time to go and help out at these. Um, rescue events.
0: Yeah, I guess there's a lot of um, unpaid hours that goes into these rescues, I'm sure. Can you tell us maybe about one of your successful rescues here on the East Coast?
1: Yeah, so one of the really nice ones that we had um, just last year was a a young dolphin by the name of Hope. She actually got herself um, stranded up in the sandbar in a, a local river. When we went to the rescue, we attempted to refloat her, but she was having problems staying up. She kept rolling over the side and she couldn't swim. Yep. Um, so we brought her back here to the park. We had her here for about five days. Um, it was touch and go the first night. We actually had to spend all night in the water with her, just holding her upright and helping her to swim. But the next day, she started swimming stronger and stronger. And um, after five days, we were able to successfully take her back to the river where we rescued her from, Yeah, and uh, and we released her back into the river, which was you know, really great to see her swimming off
0: back dolphins in the wild. They're definitely the story you want to hear. Now, one of the, I guess, more difficult questions for you is, I do hear a lot of backpackers ask me as to why the dolphin, some dolphins are kept in captivity. Obviously, you've got the great stories about the ones you do release, but... Can you tell us about the ones that are maybe unable to be released or the ones you do use for the shows, um, how they come about to be here in, inside the park?
1: Um, so we've got six dolphins that are living here at the park. Um, four of those dolphins are actually born here and the mother and father of those dolphins are actually rescued ones. Yep. Um, so we always try and release the animals where if possible, in fact the uh, the, the dolphin that's the mother of our other dolphins here at the park, she was actually rescued twice. Oh, wow. So the first time we rescued her, she was entangled in fishing line, but there wasn't that much of it. So we were able to cut her free and we released her yep. back into the wild. Six months later, though, she was rescued again, and the second time around, she had 15 metres of fishing line wrapped around her tail. Wow. Um, so it caused severe injuries to her, um, she just doesn't have the same sort of um, the swimming ability that she needs to survive in the wild, Yeah, which is why she was unable to be released but uh, in every every instance where we where we uh we can we try and release the animals.
0: Yeah.
1: Um uh, and we haven't had a dolphin. Calamity, the mother dolphin, she was the last dolphin that we actually couldn't release, that was twenty years ago. Yeah. So we've been very successful in our releases since
0: then. And I've seen from um doing a tour of your park that um the animals are definitely well cared for here and as you say, sometimes animals can't be released back into their natural habitat, so it's great to see what you actually do here in so far as education and uh, rescue programs. Now, I do believe that you've also started up a charity called uh, Chart's Charity. Can you tell us a bit more about that?
1: Yeah, so Chart is what we call the Coffs Harbour Animal Rescue Trust, Um, and basically what it is is a partnership between uh, Dolphin Room Magic, between the New South Wales National Parks and Wildlife Service, um, some local vets and other wildlife groups, Basically what we're trying to do is right now we have the facilities here at the park to treat and rehabilitate marine life.
0: Yep.
1: Um, there's also some organisations within Costa Harbour that do rehabilitation of native wildlife, but there's no specialised hospital to treat injured native animals. Okay. So the um, the objective chart is to actually establish a triage hospital. So it can be a specialised hospital look after native wildlife if they get hit by cars and things like that i will come to that hospital, be treated at the hospital, and then go out for rehabilitation at various organisations. And it's also basically trying to raise money and raise funds for research into native wildlife disease.
0: Okay, so I guess where a company like Wires do the initial receiving of the animals that are injured, I guess this takes it to the next level?
1: Yeah, so Wires right now, they have the facilities to rehabilitate the animal um, post-treatment. Yep. Um, But what happens right now is that animals just get taken to local vets and the local vets try and help out as much as they can but sometimes they just don't have the facilities there, the specialised facilities to treat uh, native injured wildlife whereas what this hospital will do will be it will be a one place that all the animals can come be brought to and the vets there will be specialised in treating native wildlife.
0: Okay, so a couple of quick questions for you. How do you believe that backpackers will benefit most from visiting... Dolphin Marine Magic as a park. What what do you think they should be looking for when they actually come here? I think that they'll probably
1: be um very, very surprised at the amount of interaction that they'll have with the animals. Um certainly in all my travels around the world I've never ever I've never ever seen a park that, that gives people so much interaction with with the animals. Yeah. Um and then from that interaction I think the backpackers will take home some of those key messages that we promote throughout the park. And they'll be able to, uh, they'll be encouraged to make some changes in their in their behaviour.
0: Yeah, I, I found that when I uh, visited here recently that, and that's why I'm doing this interview with you, Aaron is, I not only had a great experience with the quirky little things like the dolphin kisses and the seal kisses where you can get a great photo, but the education I took away from it was, it was really eye opening and it definitely made me think about the way I treat the environment. Coffs Harbour is a destination. What what do you think is some of the highlights of Coffs Harbour outside the park, and why do you think backpackers should actually come and visit Coffs Harbour in the first place? Well, I'm a
1: bit biased, but <laughs> <laughs> listen, I've lived, um, I've travelled all around the world. I've, I've lived overseas myself before, and I I've come back to Coffs Harbour because I think it really is one of the most beautiful places in the whole world. It's you know, it's got the mountains, it's got the beaches. It's it's one of the few places in Australia where you can be at the beach. And 10 minutes later, you can be up in the rainforest. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, There's so many places you can go bushwalking and hiking and camping and things like that. There's so many of the the local headlands and things like that that are just so beautiful. It's just, it's a really, really, really amazing part of the world.
0: One of my most favourite places in Coffs Harbour is about 15 minutes north of Coffs. There's a place called Emerald Beach and... As you say, beautiful headland, you can overlook a couple of beaches, and there's just hundreds of kangaroos in the afternoon come out to feed and rest up, so that's always a great experience too if you can get there. They've also just built a skywalk, I believe, up above um, Coffs Harbour.
1: Yeah, so that just opened, I think it might have been last year. Um, So yeah, it's about 10 minutes out of Coffs Harbour, drives up to the, the top of the mountain just overlooking Coffs amazing views on a clear day you can see down to southwest rocks which is about 100 kilometers south of Coss harbour wow. um, views out of the solitaire islands marine park which is incredible back up into the hinterland up towards dorigo and of course you can see all of Coss harbour with the jetty area which is a really really beautiful place
0: and there's definitely plenty of hostels here to choose from guys there's like um about four hostels and they all have different I guess, attractions as to why you'd want to stay there. So definitely do your research on that. Aaron, I'd like to thank you for your time, but if I could ask you one final question, and that is, if you could give a backpacker one final bit of advice about their travels in Australia, what would it be and why?
1: Um, I guess that I would say that Australia's a really, really beautiful place and there's there's just so many places that are just slightly off the main road that, that maybe people don't know about. Yeah. So, you know, if you are out here travelling, just take your time to explore, um, maybe chat to the locals because there's often so many places that we know about that are really easy to get to, but they're just not very, very
0: well known and it'll
1: be well worth your time to go and visit them.
0: Awesome. Now this is one final question for you. Imagine time and money was not an issue and not including your current location. Where would you love to visit in Australia and why?
1: I think I would definitely like to head up north up to um to Kakadu and see see the, the top north of Australia. Yeah. Um again it's it's a part of Australia that's it's very, very different to everything else out here. Um and it's certainly a part of Australia that I would really love on there to go and see.
0: Okay, great. And finally, Aaron, I always like to try and give the listeners some great value for listening. So is there anything that Dolphin Marine Magic would like to offer our backpackers as an incentive to come and check the um, marine park out?
1: Yeah, so as a special promotion for the podcast for the month
0: of June,
1: we're actually offering um, 50% off any of the animal experiences. So that okay. can be a uh, in-water swim with a seal or a dolphin, or it can just be a land-based interaction with a seal or a dolphin as well. Yep. Um, So, all they need to do is call up Dolphin Marine Magic, speak to the bookings officer, tell them um, they they heard the keyword um, from the podcast is chart. So, just quote that to the bookings officer chart, the Cossarva Animal Rescue Trust, and uh, they'll be able to receive 50% off an animal encounter.
0: Okay, Aaron, so you mentioned 50% off any animal interaction. Can you just go into a bit more detail of what those experiences could entail?
1: Yeah, we've got um, got a couple of different experiences here at the park. Um, we've got one called Meet the Stars, which is basically a dry encounter for people who don't want to go on the water, um, and they'll spend about 10 minutes with one of our seals, private interaction, and also 10 minutes with the dolphins, learn a bit about the animals, um, and also have some fun with them as well. Um, right. As well as that, we offer a shallow water dolphin experience, so it's standing in waist-deep water, again, um, learning a lot about the biology of dolphins, learning about dolphin conservation, and also playing some games. Right. And for the adventurous people, we have um, Dolphin concealed Swims. So that's actually swimming out in the deep water of our lagoon. Um, and they'll be, again, learning about the animals, but also doing some high-energy behaviours um, with the dolphins. Uh, having the animals just swim around with them, um, diving underwater with the animals, and basically just having some fun.
0: That sounds amazing. All right, well, once again, Aaron, I'd like to thank you and Dolphin Marine Magic for your time. I know you guys are extremely busy here. But I thought it was important to get the information out about Dolphin Marine Magic and what it is you actually do. So backpackers, just once again, if you're interested in experiencing the park, there is already a discount in place for backpackers. So it's normally $35 entry, but it is just $30 to get in, which is a great saving already. And then if you want to take it to the next level, which I do encourage you to experience, for the month of June, they're offering 50% off any animal interaction. So... Get in and maybe go for a swim with the dolphins or the seals. It is an amazing experience. It's one that I did about three to four years ago and something I'll never forget. So when you do book that, you'll need to ring the um, Dolphin Marine Magic directly and mention the words CHART. That is C-H-A-R-T, which represents their charity program that uh, that they've started. And thank you for listening to this podcast and we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. So once again, guys, thank you for joining us on the show today. And thank you for Dolphin Marine Magic and that interview and giving us a special offer during the month of May and June that you'll receive 50% off when mentioning the word chart when booking. Their phone number there is 66591900. And guys, just in finishing up, if you can make sure you leave me a rating and review on any platform that you're listening on, whether it be iTunes or Stitcher, Just go and subscribe to the show. Leave me a rating and review. Remember about the community Facebook page that we're building. Um, It's Facebook forward slash groups forward slash Australian Backpacking Podcast. Jump in there. Become part of the community. um, Share tips and tools and information in there and make sure you become a part of that. Head on over to the Facebook page. Give us a like. Show us some love. And finally, guys... Remember, I'm always here for you. So if you've got any questions, contact me through Facebook or via email. I'm always accessible and willing to answer any of your questions personally. So help us be part of this community and to grow this podcast. Talk about it amongst your fellow backpackers. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye for now.